What's up, conspiracy waters? That was Jason's term, right? Yeah. Uh, we're back with more conspiracies, like usual. That's what we do on the show. A little bit different than last time, though. Last time we went to like celebrities. This time, not really. <laughs> so I'm Cameron, and across from me is Jackie. Jack, sure, Jackie. Across, <laughs> away across from me, literally like Jackie. across the nation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Jackie. I'm across the country. Yeah, it's I'm actually Ali, but people seem to think we're the same person. But I mean, yeah, even though we sound nothing alike. Exactly. Well, I guess I can't really say because I can't hear myself. Cam, do, do we you sound think exactly alike? Yeah, Cam, do we sound alike? So Atlantis is <laughs> is either an island or a piece of land, something wait, like wait, that. Wait. Is that the intro we're going into with? The ocean. So Atlantis. They got cell phones and stuff. What? I don't know. They have modern, they have good technology. I assume they would have invented cell phones. Oh, I did read that they had death rays. <laughs> I saw that, and I'm so excited for you to tell me about that. That was, uh, that was solid. That was so we've fun. had Jackie here before, if you remember, um, talking about where she is living across the nation. Um, if you haven't heard that episode? That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about something that may or may not exist. Isn't that what we always talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I think we every single time. Exactly. I mean, like, now you can use that for any intro. Oh, any okay. Yeah. I'll just throw that in just randomly. We're so there's this real thing called Atlantis. What is Atlantis? It's an island. It's, place. it's definitely something that Plato wrote about um, based off of his ancestor who supposedly uh, went to Egypt and met with this high priest uh, who told him about all these hieroglyphics that they transcribed into uh, kind of, what is it, like a story of Atlantis that maybe even the people from Atlantis colonized over to Egypt after whatever happened there happened. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened. And maybe some people escaped. Yeah, exactly. So most people attribute the first story of Atlantis to Plato. Um, oh, no, I didn't write down a year. Do you know when that was? Plato? Uh, Plato was, uh, it was, it was like 400 to 300 is when he lived. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere in that time Old frame. Old as fuck. Because... <laughs> Yeah, because Socrates died in 399. Plato was alive during that time. So sometime around there. Uh, And his ancestor, uh, who he based his stories off of, most likely, uh, is Solon. And Solon is the one that met with the Egyptians. Uh, He traveled there. He, He disappeared from Athens for a brief period of time, and it's believed that he went to Egypt. So when did he live? He lived 200 years before Plato. Oh, so he's like way ancestor. Ancestor, yeah. <laughs> he's not just oh, like yeah. Plato's dad. <laughs> no. And I don't I don't know if they're like ancestral in the fact that they're actually family or if they're just ancestral in the fact that they were both Greek. But yeah. Okay. One of those two. 
Uh, you can ask Ignatius Donnelly for that if you can find his phone number. Hmm. He's dead. Hmm? What? He's dead. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like 120 years now. Anyway. <laughs> so Plato wrote a lot of stuff. And Atlantis is really, it's probably the only one that's been like as disputed as like not real and something that's a conspiracy, um, which kind of leads you to believe or like question at least, is it actually wrong or are people just like not looking in the right place, you know? Yeah. And didn't he like not finish a lot of the writings on Atlantis and that's why there are so many questions because he kind of left it unfinished and then he died. And so we don't really know exactly because he never went into it, but it's one of his most disputed works. Yeah. I went in and read, I reread his entire description of Atlantis, which is already extremely detailed, but Mm -hmm. that's the problem is that he was so detailed, but then we didn't get the rest of the details yet because he died and he didn't have his successor which was Aristotle, didn't write down anything about Atlantis. It's actually mostly Aristotle's fault that so, we don't believe it, because he apparently said at one point that Atlantis is totally fake. Well, he heavily fake. disagreed on anything yeah. Plato said. But even though he was the successor to Plato, he often debated with Plato. By the end of Plato's life, they really didn't get along, it doesn't sound like, or they just disagreed a lot on everything involving yeah. life and philosophy. Hmm. So, yeah. So, so hard to figure out where to like start with this. Um, Cam, yeah. do you want to talk about? We start talking about this Ignatius. Ignatius Donnelly. Uh, Ignatius Donnelly wrote a real interesting book about Atlantis, right? No, he did. Yeah, sorry, I got really distracted. I don't know if this is in our notes or not. Real quick sidebar: uh, Did anyone find? This 1973 newspaper article about the psychic group that was seeking the lost continent of Atlantis. I didn't know anymore. I didn't find this either, but from July 5th, 1973, on July 4th of that year, the, there was an expedition of, ex, of assorted explorers uh, that were going to leave New York by plane for the Gulf of uh, Cadiz, C-A-D-I-Z, southwest of Spain, and they believe that their psychic vibrations sent out there uh, will connect with the void of millenniums and guide them to the lost continent of Atlantis. Did that have anything to do with Graham Hancock? Did that say his name anywhere? I'm looking. Yeah, was that the I dude who was like a psychic or something? No, this is a different one. I didn't see this. There is like this whole thing about a bunch of people who were taking LSD and they all kind of thought they all kind of had this like idea this revelation that all of the ancient civilizations were connected um, and that there was one like huge global catastrophic event that wiped them all out at the same time but they were all extremely technologically advanced and uh I don't know. I really wanted to go deeper into that, but it wasn't really based around the location of Atlantis as much. So I kind of tried to steer away. Yeah, I just, I wasn't expecting to find this. Apparently uh, uh, one 
person named Greg Cole, a young brunette, as this uh, New York Times article says, remarks, I am metaphysical and the search to find Atlantis is a search to find myself. So I guess that's what they were there for. Can we talk about what we're doing on our podcast? Well, going back to <laughs> Ignatius Donnelly, I just felt the need to ask that. Uh, going back to Ignatius Donnelly, this is kind of the guy who brought the notion that Atlantis was real kind of like back into the mainstream. There are people that had believed it over the years, but in terms of like proper science and history, no one believed it was actually real. Everyone believed it was a fable. Well, he was very much not about that. He studied Plato's works for like his entire life. Um, and in studying them, he kind of decided that Plato was writing all of his stories derived from Solon, who had spoken with the Egyptians, who are infamous record keepers. I mean, they keep records of everything. And yeah. so far what we've found is that they don't really lie either. So usually things are there. Like if they say they're there, then they're there. Um, but he is kind of the reason why we why we're actually talking about this today in theory because he pushed everything back into the mainstream and then people started attaching themselves to it after he released his book which is uh atlantis the antediluvian world yeah um, and one of the things with him too is it seems like his whole thing with that book is kind of what spawned the search for atlantis so like it's kind of the base theory people to be like oh well it might be this thing it might be this thing it could be over here because this guy figured out what plato was going to say or whatever right yeah so well he mentions in his book too we're not going to get super into donnelly we're talking about like where is atlantis but donnelly mentions in his book that there were expeditions done in his lifetime to look for atlantis so there were some sects of people that believed but not not in a mainstream way but, I mean, reading his book, he has a lot of interesting arguments, mostly based on geology, some of which we'll talk about in, like, some of the places that he even thought it could be. Um, but he's just a very interesting man. Isn't he did this research. the thing that kind of overlaps with the Hollow Earth stuff every once in a while? Oh, yeah, that did come up when I was looking at stuff. Yeah, because I think this was around the time that, like, um, was it Bird <laughs> was going on his expedition? Dickie Bird? Yeah. Yeah. Admiral Dicky Bird. He went to uh, Antarctica and all that stuff happened. But we'll get to that a little later. There is a theory about Atlantis also with Antarctica. Well, yeah, it goes from, it's like, it like pinballs from like Lemuria to Atlantis to Hollow Earth. Just gets weirder the further you get to flat Earth, to flat moon, <laughs> to the moon's not real, to the moon's a space station. Or the moon's a hologram. Hmm? <laughs> All right. Anyway, going back into what we're talking about today, one of Donnelly's biggest additions to Atlantis um, and his explanation for why we may not have found Atlantis is because it was part of the antediluvian world, which is the whole thing with his book. Uh, antediluvian. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, is prior to the biblical, the Christian biblical, biblical flood. So is this like 
So like, there's all those other lost islands, right? Like Lemuria and Mew, is, is that the antediluvian world? So he believed, I actually think this is really, really interesting. He believed the Garden of Eden, the Elysian Fields, Mount Olympus, uh, even the Norse God worlds were all part of the antediluvian world. But what he believes is that none of those gods were actually gods. He believes those are old, like ancient, ancient stories of past civilizations that existed and then were kind of brought into a mythology based on how powerful and popular those rulers were, which is actually one of the most like grounded theories I've ever heard. Um, he basically believes that there are a bunch of civilizations and that the flood wiped them out hmm. and that Atlantis was part of that. He doesn't believe it was mystical at all. He believes it was just a very powerful kingdom and that Poseidon, I think we have Atlas in here in our notes. Uh, he believes that Poseidon was actually Atlas, the king. So there's some stuff I found where there is actually a real person, like a real king named Atlas. Yeah. Well, there we go. But that's a later thing. Yeah. Okay. But I just, I thought it was very interesting. Um, he just believes all these different things existed before this flood happened. And then the flood wiped it out and kind of gave way to the new world, which is why we lost things like Atlantis. And why we lost things like Mount Olympus and the Elysian Fields and things like that, which the Elysian Fields are the Greek uh, hero graveyard fields. That's what those are. But I thought that was interesting because part of the reason why Plato's whole ideal gets knocked down here is because people say that it's a fable and that it doesn't sound realistic. But the way Donnelly breaks it down, it actually sounds very realistic. If you just take out, actually pretty much the only part Plato put in that seemed mystical at all was Poseidon. If you take out Poseidon, who is only there to have a child. Yeah, I guess if you assume, like, I mean, you can name a person Poseidon. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Just be a real person, what, I guess. What he, what um, Donnelly thought is that Poseidon was just a king of that area. And when that area expanded, he then moved himself into Atlantis. That's all he thought, really. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, it just kind of takes away from the mysticism. It makes it sound a little more grounded. Uh, and it kind of leads into why we're going to talk about where Atlantis could be if it is real and Plato was correct. I feel like a lot of the the theories I found were grounded at least a decent amount. There were a few that were like, okay, no, no, that guy's crazy for sure. But most of the ones, yeah. Definitely what I want to hear from you is the Superman called Aryans bred using black magic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get All too far says. into that one because it wasn't much about like a location with that one either. But yeah, that one was one of the ones I'm talking about where I was like, well, yeah, that one's definitely not based on much fact, but... A little fringe. <laughs> yeah, the one that I got super into, you and me, I think, that one, it's like, I that one's really based on a lot of stuff that archaeologists were looking into and some more real scientists were looking into. So now that we kind of understand what Atlantis is, let's go into like where it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since that's kind of what we're doing today. Today is not like the hollow earth so much where we're talking about the history of Atlantis, just kind of more of like a primer for Atlantis. Uh, basically it sank. It's thought that a lot of the cultures spread all over the world, whether that be Lemuria, whether they came from Lemuria, whether someone into the hollow earth, there's all kinds of things like that. Uh, but mostly what we're going to be talking about is where it is. Mm-hmm. So where, where is start? it y'all? Well, I feel like, all over the world, it has been placed by at least one person. Yeah. <laughs> in every yeah. single continent. 
including Antarctica, especially Antarctica. Um, but my theory, it's in the fucking Sahara Desert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we can leave with this one because this one is the one that I really believe in too. Cam, did you read this article? I did not read the article, well, but I read your guys' information. <laughs> yeah, so get ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually pretty, this one is pretty wild, okay? I, I didn't read the article that you're talking about, so the what I have on it could be a little different. Okay, well, uh, in Mauritania, um, or around Mauritania in Africa, there is what, like, the, there's this really weird, like, huge... 14 mile wide, just circular structure of like rocks and dirt, and it's perfectly round. Um, they call it the Eye of the Sahara or the Ricket structure. Ricket, Ricket structure, Ricket, something like that. R I C H A T. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And no one really knows like what caused this to actually form like this. And you um, can't see it from the ground. Yeah. It just looks like a bunch of fucking rocks on the ground. But if you look at it yeah. from space, it's huge. It's Which is how they found space. it. They didn't find it until 1965 yeah. on a space mission when they could see it. And now they use it kind of like as a, a cultural, or sorry, a landmark in on the Earth so that they can figure out kind of where they are. Yeah. Which is wild. That's how big it is that they can see it from space and use it as a landmark to spatially direct themselves. Exactly. And so keep in mind the 14.6 miles wide, because that's important. <laughs> um, so like the circular thing here, this is why you th- we think it might be Atlantis, because as Plato describes in his stories, Atlantis was a series of like huge concentric circles. Um, so it matches the shape. Um, and then what's really creepy about that is he said that it was about the diameter of 127 stadia, which I guess that's our measurement somehow. Um, and if you do the math, that's the equivalent to about 14.6 miles. Right, so pretty much exactly how big this Yeah, this so this was. is like the exact same size and the exact same shape. Which, which is, is also wild. really impressive that Plato could like nail it down to that well of a measurement although mm-hmm. i feel like we should bring up that a stadia or whatever it's called uh, their measurement has been kind of debated uh sometimes it it's longer or shorter depending on the work that they're referring to so in in one definition of the unit it completely matched up yeah that's the problem too with like these measurements that they used to use. It was more based off of like the length of one's arm, but like the length of everyone's arms are very different. <laughs> so you'd be like, oh, it was just, you know, 10 arm lengths, but that could be wildly different based on person. Yeah, I have the shortest arms. Take forever to get somewhere. It was 10,000 of my arms. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what I found is some of the, the history with this area. Um, is there is some legendary King Atlas um, of Mauritania, like ancient Mauritania. And it's thought that maybe he was actually king of Atlantis. So he named the Atlantic Ocean and is the person who apparently came up with the celestial globe. So like the map of the stars in the sky. Um, 
And so like, there is an actual King Atlas. It's just disputed as to whether or not he was real too. Um, and then there is the, God, these Greek names are killing me. <laughs> the Herod, Herodotus map. I, I feel like you nailed it. Cool. He, <laughs> he was a Greek historian and this map he made was from around 450 BC. And it, it's a terrible fucking map. Um, it really just was like a giant blob. And he's like, oh, here's Europe and here's Africa. It's all in the same place, separated by a lake. But his placement of Atlantis is the same place as the eye. If you, mm. you know, do the math and make really? it look right. That is interesting. I didn't see that. I, I saw a lot of stuff about the how the landmarks around the eye also matched up with Plato's description. So he described the eye having mountains on the north side and there are mountains on the north side with rivers flowing through them, which was one of the things that he described it as. You can kind of see, there's not rivers there anymore, but you can see the outline of the rivers where they used to be. And then if you're looking at it, I mean, these are from an aerial view, but uh, if you can look at a map of it from bird's eye view, there's like a a little section to the south where water was once flowing through there clearly to the ocean. And it's worth mentioning that uh, the eye is about 200 something miles from the ocean which is pretty far, but uh, yeah. he also talked about how it was landlocked and hard for other people to get there by sea. So that could, that lines up really well, how it's landlocked. And if you look at it from a bird's eye view, it looks like there's, there's this huge, it looks like there used to be this huge tsunami, like that kind of changed the whole landscape of the area because it's just like a sweeping a sweeping sand like a lot of erosion formation yeah exactly like a lot of erosion sweeping towards the ocean and so there maybe was a huge tsunami uh caused by an earthquake which is what plato wrote that there was an earthquake so maybe the earthquake caused a tsunami which kind of like flooded the whole area out and Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what took Atlantis. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the most interesting things of this one too is the amount of artifacts that have been found around mm-hmm. the structure. Um, most of them are about like twelve thousand years old or like way older, which would place it at the about right time that Plato said that Atlantis was thriving. And this includes all kinds of shit, like arrowhead spears, stone spears, uh, surfboards, oars, ship holes, and more. Which is really weird to find in the middle of the desert, you know? It's Mm -hmm. like, why are there objects used for, like, water (laughs) in the middle of rocks and sand? Do you say they had surfboards? Yeah. I don't know how you differentiate what an old surfboard looks like, but I mean... Maybe they test it. (laughs) Well, you know what? I wonder if we can God, just, like, I hope so. <laughs> surf a wild grave wave with this thing. <laughs> like ancient surfer dudes are just that's that's what I'm picturing right now. Yeah, that's how advanced they were. Yeah. 
Um, exactly. I mean, that is peak society, surfer dude. Yeah, there's also, uh, I think there's a kind of a whole project going on uh, called like Visit Visiting Atlantis. And they made a documentary about it too, where they they were looking into the water there and like at the very center of the eye, it, you could pull up both fresh cold water and warm water. There were like really fresh springs there. And they just found a lot of like small evidence. There was also uh, something in Plato's description that was about the stones that they used, the black, white, and red stones. And around there, that's the color stones that there are, um, yeah. that, that the city had iron, copper, and gold. And that's the main export of that area of Africa. So also something about uh, elephants too. They found like a lot of oh, yeah. historic elephants. There were like elephant bones just outside the structure. Yeah. It, it was said that there were a lot of like elephants and exotic animals on Atlantis. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like weird little things like that that like line up with this one, which I think is really interesting. Yep. And like the way that, uh, the way Plato dates it was like perfectly aligned with, uh, with kind of what they found, but also it was, it kind of collided with this theory as well called the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis, um, which was about a comet maybe hitting the earth and creating a glacial period around that time and with like a lot of fires and stuff like that. And that could also be a reason why Atlantis was wiped out. I think that was part of the Graham Hancock theory uh, that maybe there was a comment that hit Earth around that time. Yeah, there's a lot of different things to like try and explain how an entire city could disappear. <laughs> yeah. Like, did they sink? Were they forgotten? Did they go away? Was it just said to be in the wrong place? Is there a fucking comment? Who knows? Yeah. And I was getting sort of frustrated with like Wikipedia at this point because the video I watched this theory on, um, he was saying how on the Atlantis page, you can't find the eye of the Sahara anywhere on it from when he was doing his research. And when you go to the eye of Sahara, you can't find anything about Atlantis and um, Atlantis is, it literally says it's pseudo science or pseudo uh, it's they just say it's fake it's a conspiracy theory right on wikipedia and while like there's a lot of conspiracy theories obviously i was getting kind of mad that they were just immediately dismiss things which i feel like is very common with conspiracy theories is they write them off so fast that they make they discredit everything and then they don't then if you maybe want to think a little bit more on it and do a little bit more research, even if you do find some facts, they're all already discredited because it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, Cam's been pretty salty about that lately. It's, it seems to be pretty common once... It's, it's almost like conspiracy theories are like a social thing. Like they have to have consistent social interest in order to be real to people, even historians and scientists, which I think is odd. 
Because again, like you go back to the city of Troy, the city of Troy is one of the most famous cities for the reason that historians said it was not real. They were 100% certain it was not real. And that the war that supposedly happened there also never happened and was entirely a fable. It's literally no different than Plato's story. Actually, I guess it's a little different because at least with the city of Troy, there was mysticism, there were gods. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had a lot of different stuff that made it more unbelievable. Whereas Plato, there's nothing in here that's fake. I mean- Besides like one god. Besides, yeah, besides Poseidon. Poseidon. But Poseidon's not even mystical in this. He rides horses. He has relationships. He's not a god necessarily. This is not like a Zeus type of story. This is just a man who's like the king of everyone around him. So it's odd that this is just shut down so quickly. Not to mention the fact that like, as we're going to keep going through this, there are multiple places that either have civilizations that we found underneath the water now, Mm -hmm. or that could have had civilizations based on artifacts being in that area. Again, the Eye of the Sahara is another one where they find artifacts in that area, so we know there were civilizations. Yes, there were obviously people there. Whether or not there were structured civilizations like Atlantis is hard to say, but there were definitely people in that area, 100%. So, and like, if you look at like Machu Picchu, like that was discovered so recently that I feel like I feel like people just think, oh, well, if there was a city that was lost, we would have found it by now. And they don't want to look stupid and believe something that might not be true. But I feel like people are always getting proved wrong in science. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, every single scientist with a big idea has been discredited for 50 years before their ideas made sense. Like, you know, like uh, an earth not being flat, you know, that was, like, revolutionary. So what is, like, so different about, like, maybe Atlantis being at least a little bit true? Yeah. Yeah. And, Cam, you forgot to finish your your little Troy bit there. The thing with the city of Troy is it was found. Right. And it -hmm. was found exactly where Homer, was it Homer that wrote that? I think it was Homer. Um, Where Homer said it would be. And the war that they said didn't happen was actually just called something else. And with the Tro- with with the, with the city of Troy, did they actually like they knew a city was there, but then they hadn't called it Troy, right? So, yeah, what happened with that is that they had found a city. It, it didn't take a long time, but they did find a city, and they were adamant that it was not the city of Troy. They're adamant that it was just an entirely different city. Uh, yeah, however, eventually it just came to be that like everything that was listed beyond the gods themselves was real. So it ended up being that they had to admit that the city was actually a real thing. So like, that's the thing with Atlantis is who's to say there isn't some sunken city exactly where Plato said it was. It's just, we haven't labeled it Atlantis because it doesn't seem to be as fantastical as Plato said it was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like too, so much science or so much, so many people are trying to prove the theories of the Bible and they're not often labeled like conspiracy theorists. They're just like labeled as like true believers. And so it's like, what is the difference? Like it's just a little bit older. Yeah. That's the thing with the Bible too is they're pretty sure they've found Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's like, just because it seems mystical doesn't mean that, people didn't like embellish a story about a real place, you know? 
Totally. Yeah. Cool. What is actually next? What's actually next is an island off the coast of Spain. This one just seemed, I mean, I, a lot of people really believed in this one. I feel like that it was just an island off the coast of Spain. I did listen to this podcast about, about it maybe being right off there. And it was just because of something that Plato said about it being outside the pillars of Hercules, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which was, it's like the straight um, between Gibraltar and, or no, sorry, the Strait of Gibraltar between Morocco and Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't find like a ton about it, but the with what he said there, it would make sense that it would be right outside of Spain. And I think it was something about the date as well that lined up. Can't find yeah, it. I know the, the pillars is one of the main things I go off of that one. Because that's what Plato said it was going to be. So it's another thing like, well, maybe it's exactly where Plato said it would be. And if you go back to Donnelly, Donnelly believed that the Strait of Gibraltar actually expanded outward into the Atlantic Ocean as like this huge um, continent, basically. And that that was a high probability for him that the that that's where atlantis was and then the story of hercules is just kind of one of the many ways ancient society uh tried to explain how that land mass disappeared and he thinks that atlantis was either part of it or it added to the idea that that just that there was land that just disappeared there that was another donnelly thing doesn't that that kind of goes into the next one right that it was like fucking huge yeah i mean there's the idea that it was gigantic. Like, that it was its own continent? Is that what this is? Depends. Spanned the entire Atlantic Ocean? So, I know Donnelly mentioned that there's a possibility, with the limited geology knowledge he had in 1882, which was very limited. If you right. want to hear how limited, go back to our Hollow Earth episode, because that whole, most of that series that we did takes place in the 1800s, um, around the same time. And... With his limited geology view, he thought that there was a good chance that there was a giant landmass that either connected the two or very much was close enough to the other side that led to like the Native Americans being there. Connected the two what? Connected uh, the two landmasses from Gibraltar all the way yeah. to like the Americas. Or that there was at least a large enough one to where it made it feasible that Native Americans came from, like, the Atlanteans or whoever lived there. And they traveled after that whole thing sank in. So, I I don't really know, though. It's never really explained how that works. Like, I don't know if the whole continent there just just falls apart Wait, isn't, that, isn't he the one that was all like, the Atlantic Ocean's like a few hundred feet deep? I saw a history, I read a history article that said that he believed that it was 300 feet deep. Oh. But... That's pretty shallow. But <laughs> I read his book, or part of his book, I didn't read all of it, but when he's talking about the geology of that area, he never mentions that it's 300 feet. He mentions a reef that fell 180 feet down, but he doesn't ever talk about the actual full depth of the ocean. And he says that there's depths that we know we haven't reached. So I think, I don't know if history was correct on that statement. So it's that the land, the, the strait would 
crumble or that the sea level would rise? I don't see. That's the thing is, that's I don't know. That's the confusing know. part. For is he him, saying, like, is he saying it sunk or is he saying that there was a flood? I think what he believed, based on what I read, is that it was part of the antediluvian world before the flood. And when the flood came, it washed flood. everything out. Mm-hmm. So it destroyed whatever was there. I mean, he cites references for like things that he's seen almost in his lifetime, like just by his lifetime, that uh, that created the similar type of effect. Uh, like he talks about like some of the reasons why he believed that Atlantis was real. Just kind of going into this real quick, why it could be uh, like one of the islands was I don't know how to say this Neo something like that. It's Danish. Um, it just means New Island. Uh, this island was created in 1782, 1783, somewhere around there, by a 150-mile pumice ejection from a volcano off of island, Iceland. It created this giant stretch of land. Uh, the, the Danish claimed it. They said it was their land. They named it New Island, which is inventive. Uh, and then it sank. like a year later it just collapsed into the ocean the entire thing at once just collapsed into the ocean Jeez, so kind of funny yeah (laughs) can you just imagine like yeah so you claimed it we did it (laughs) we got one over on them i imagine that was so disappointing (laughs) just to have your entire new island that you called new island that you named new island yeah and he named it something better he said that that one left uh a rock reef like 180 feet down and i looked it up and it is real hmm. um so it, it, there are things like that that happen where you know islands just kind of sink they just kind of don't exist um yeah but that's also kind of the theory that they went with before they figured out tectonic plates is yeah, that exactly. there were just a bunch of land bridges that connected things and then the land bridges went away and whenever uh uh, whenever someone, a scientist needed a land bridge, they would just create one and then be like, but it went away, you know? And then they oh. found tectonic plates, which well, actually took like 50 years for it to be. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Jackie, we, we both read a short history of nearly everything. So. Oh, yeah. I, I love know these book. things. Thank you for yeah. the recommendation. <laughs> that's such a good book, though. But yeah, that that's that book. Exactly. That's what I always think about when it when I think about conspiracy theories, when it comes to science, it's like, well, it all kind of used to feel really crazy. Like all of Isaac Newton's, I mean, most of his theories seemed extremely crazy until later on, same with Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, things like this too, things like New Island. I mean, one thing we know too is volcanic rock is not always the most suitable place to build. It's a bunch of rubble. It can be. But sometimes it can also just be a platform. And if it's just a platform of pumice, which is also porous, it can float. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this before. We have floating islands. Uh, floating islands are made entirely of pumice. They will float out to the middle of the ocean and they will often, they'll disappear completely. Either they'll break apart or sometimes the ocean will just rise above them. So they're just a little too far down so they don't exist. They caused a lot of sailors to think like that there were mysterious islands that were appearing and disappearing sometimes. But, but in reality, it was just porous volcanic rock that can float, which rock shouldn't be able to float. It's not usually that's still kind of that's still kind of cool, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's all that happened. I mean, it's it's it, we know that 
that that is the reason for New Island, at least. However, like there's also the 1822 eruption of uh, Java over by Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And that one killed 4,000 people and just wiped away 114 villages off the map. Like they never were there. It also mm-hmm. wiped away the sides of mountains. I looked at the pictures. It's brutal. Yeah. Someone also thought Atlantis was under that uh, the Java Sea as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of theories. <laughs> a if lot of theories. If there's water, Atlantis could be there. Yeah. Okay. And the planet is mostly water, so. <laughs> Even humans <laughs> are mostly water, so the planet is just like all water. Atlantis was inside us all along. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to hear whatever the fuck this is, Jackie. Are you talking Human about? Human civilization populated mm-hmm. by fallen angels. Yeah, so this was one of the theories that I saw. Um, so I did, I came across this theory of how the, how Atlantis was populated by fallen angels, uh, and they would take human form uh, of five different types, and it was white, black, brown, yellow, and red. Um, and red were the Atlanteans, and I guess other colors whenever it went elsewhere um there was also a theory that jesus was one of these red human beings uh and that the it was the most like technology advanced civilization that had that had ever existed but um and it was like the perfect utopia Mm -hmm. in a way and that's kind of what like plato started talking about uh in his in his dialogues is that Atlantis was at first this perfect utopia uh, and it was kind of this metaphor for society and achieving a perfect utopia and maybe that it wasn't actually possible uh, and that kind of sprang this idea of uh, the the society ended up splitting into two groups and one group wanted to keep the utopia the way it was and the other wanted to create these half-human slaves that were also like animals in a certain way and it didn't go well and then the the good half of the civilization wanted to uh treat these half-human slaves as real people or you know just wanted to give them rights i guess and make them a part of society but the other side didn't want that and so then they were like okay uh, well, we're going to give you two choices. You either have to destroy them or ass- uh, assimilate them into society. They're like, we're going to destroy them. So they created a death ray. <laughs> but the death ray was so powerful that it created an earthquake. Oh. And, <laughs> um, but that was, a, I don't know, I'm not really sure <laughs> what at <laughs> one time. Honestly, I've lost it at this point. <laughs> but one thing that it did actually, like, line up was uh, a pull a pole shift in in the in the world and they've been like this had come up in a few other theories as well a pole shift and um where there's all these ancient landmarks and structures it was around an equator that used to be there but then there i mean if if the poles sorry yeah if the equator had shifted then uh, then all of these ancient landmarks kind of 
lined up around the equator, but because the earth shifted, they all are off axis now. And uh, the North Pole moved and it maybe created a bunch of natural disasters, like huge floods and uh, like a climate change where it was, you know, either impeccably hot or just completely cold. And this kind of lines up with the time of Atlantis. There was a huge change, but I don't know if they're 100% sure exactly what it is. I think it was more of a glacial change is what they're leaning towards, but... That's pretty wild. Yeah, that was that was the most wild. Well, that was the second most wild one. There was another one that I didn't do as much research into because I was like, I spent enough time on this crazy one. But there was another one where it's like, it was this island of Aryan superhumans that would <laughs> use black magic. <laughs> to, and it was like, that's that was the army that... Uh, of the Nazis that Hitler employed to kind of take over the world. And I thought that one sounded the most interesting, but I was like, if I go down this rabbit hole, I'm not going to even find where Atlantis is at all. (laughs) There's a lot of weird shit out there. I think I brought up one on our hollow earth episode because there are some overlaps with this. You remember that cam with the, the weird eyeless people or something were part of Uh Atlantis. I don't even remember. Some superhuman race under the earth, but it was yeah. actually Atlantis that sunk into Hollow Earth. You're talking about the ones that live in between Hollow Earth and like our Maybe. mantle. There were, I don't remember what they were called. They were those Uh-oh. weird, naked, pudgy, <laughs> eyelidless. It just reminded me creatures. because she said like superhumans, and that was when we were talking about superhumans. Uh, that's in our second yeah. Hollow Earth it, part. It gets, yeah. it gets also muddled because the theories overlap and it's like the most researched myth I feel like that there mm-hmm. is in popular conspiracy theory circles. Yeah, people then, then people start like making shit up and claiming they have evidence and then things just like go everywhere. And then you get all those weird not grounded things like superhumans and Nazis and half human <laughs> angel hybrids. I don't know. It does get it does get weird, but I don't know. It was a fun ride. I'll tell you that. Uh, Cam, you had a part about Azores. Azores. I think they're just called Azores because uh, usually people say the Azores, um, but also they're just called Azores sometimes. Uh, Azores is an archipelago, which is uh, a set of islands. In this case, I think it's nine islands. Is that like Hawaii? Uh, I don't know if Hawaii is an archipelago. I don't. I didn't look that up. Uh, it Australia is, which is still interesting to me. Uh, Australia is not an island. It's actually an archipelago. Uh, it's a connected set of islands. So what is it connected to? Each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> islands. <laughs> what? Is it connected to like New Zealand? What Australia? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look completely at everything. Good it's research. Connected to. All right. Listen, I, you asked me about the Azores. That's that's not okay. Australia. Well, it's you a brought up place. Australia. The Azores are a beautiful set of islands, a uh, beautiful archipelago. And it is, in terms of Plato's description, almost a perfect example of either Atlantis itself, which some people believe uh, after I looked into it, or of what Atlantis could have been 
based off of Plato's descriptions, uh, you have these kind of like, you have like these gulfs that kind of like surround these islands, or like these little bays, I guess. Um, and it, it, when you look at it, it's like this concentric idea. But if you had had a set of islands inside of that, you could have had something like Atlantis, which is what Donnelly believed as one of them. But also a lot of modern people actually believe that the Azores are Atlantis, that they're the remnants of it because it's flat, um, basically. Okay. But it's essentially, it's just these beautiful islands. But um, specifically what Plato mentions is white and black lava rock. And we have that yeah. on the Azores. Which is kind of what we were talking about, the Isle of Sahara thing, too. It's got the same colored rocks. Right. <laughs> so, and not only does it even have, like, similar-looking things, like, he even mentions uh, at one point, like, black beaches or something like that, like the sand. And there is a famous black sand beach in the Azores. So it's very, very similar to what Plato described. It doesn't mean it is what he described, but even Donnelly knew what they were at the time. Where are these? They are off the coast of everywhere. They're like a thousand miles off, off the coast of America. Um, Which way? East or west? Uh, well, it's in the Atlantic Ocean, so you're gonna... Which is what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's in the Atlantic, that's why. So it's in the right place. It's in the right spot, and it's a great example. Um, it, if you've never seen pictures, go look at pictures. It's a beautiful place. Uh, it only has one. This is a fun fact. It has nothing to do with Atlantis, but it has one uh, species of mammal, of land mammal, that's actually native to the island now, and it's only bats. They have all kinds of other mammals, but none of them are native to the island. They were all invasive species brought in years ago, mm. which is fascinating. So like, if you look, they have like hedgehogs and stuff like that now, but they should um also they don't really have shark attacks here it sounds like a beautiful place oh also no venomous snakes anyway i, I read a lot about azores but when He's you gonna live here when you look i mean like there are these like there's these little divots of land and these things that kind of create these concentric rings or at least the idea that like if you're looking at it from you know like a historical perspective so, oh yeah i see there's one like that uh there's a circle that's kind of like that in Oregon, Crater Lake. Yeah. Crater Lake is Atlantis. Crater Lake could be Atlantis. It's like the second clearest water, though, in the world. You can see super far down, so it'd be a terrible hiding spot. (laughs) (laughs) True. Because you can see super far down, but it's extremely deep. It's like 2,000-something feet, maybe. I don't know if that sounds like a lot. That does sound like a lot. Uh, but yeah, the uh, that's all I have to really say about the Azores. I will say, in terms of archipelagos, though, I mean, that's kind of what, like, in finding my research, that's kind of what is often described as Atlantis. It's a series of islands, and these series of islands create concentric rings on the main one, which is, again, exactly what the Azores are. It's this large, circular main island, and then a whole bunch bridged off of it, uh, it could be Atlantis. It, it could be like the cousin to Atlantis, like a similar looking mm-hmm. um, set of islands. Maybe Atlantis was nearby, but but doesn't again, doesn't somewhere in Plato's description doesn't he say that it's impossible to get there because there's a it's like landlocked? I don't remember what he says there. Um, I literally just read it last it's night. It's secret. But I don't remember what Which he said about it. Which is why it's the it. Eye of the Sahara. Shall we move on to Antar- and 
Antarctica. Sure. Mm -hmm. Talk about Uncle Antarctica. The worst. I know. There is also a theory that Atlantis is like the island is Antarctica. The theory is that uh, if this was kind of like before plate tectonics was a thing. Uh, the theory is that Antarctica was actually further north in the Atlantic, and it was Atlantis. And then Earth's crust shifted and pushed it down to the South Pole, which caused it to freeze over. So the theory is that is not that um, is not that Atlantis sunk. It's that it like literally was just buried under layers of ice. And I, I read too that this kind of overlapped with the the whole like I mentioned earlier the um, Admiral Bird when he went down there looking for Hollow Earth. Um, they actually found Atlantis or something. And people claim that it was sort of Poe's fault for this narrative with his whole Arthur Gordon Pym book, because he talks mm. about like finding the, the magical city under Antarctica or whatever. Um, so, but there has actually been like some really interesting evidence on Antarctica because they have found, they have found evidence of like greenery. And I think more recently they did like a ground scan and they saw what looks sort of like a human civilization. Wow. So, like, there is evidence that there was, like, actual life there, aside from penguins. Um, and that would, that would be a very good reason why we, why we haven't found it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's literally, like, a mile of ice. It's, like, unmanageable. <laughs> um, but there is also this, apparently, this map from, from 1513, who people have been disputing forever, and it's called the Piri Rays map. If I said that at all correctly. Um, and it's like, it's an ancient map that appears to show the Antarctic coast on it. So like, it's thought that people actually discovered at least part of Antarctica. Um, but people are like, that's not real. It's impossible for them to have discovered it, which I think is fucking stupid, but whatever. Yeah, agreed. Let's see. And then things also get really wild with the whole like Hitler thing where people claim that Hitler found the city first and then made it a military base and then they tried to make super weapons in Antarctica. But some people think that the city that they have used as a Nazi base was actually Atlantis. Yeah, just don't believe the Nazi ones. So for our for our purposes, for for Nazi canon, I still say they shot a laser at what they thought was the inside of the earth that's also from hollow earth oh you, yeah when they listen, thought when yeah. they thought the earth was like inside out and we're already in the hollow earth they yep. tried to shoot a laser from germany to the uk because they thought it would be on the other side of the the cave <laughs> yeah that's not proven we'll say that but for the purposes of this podcast that's factual history <laughs> Hitler was that stupid he tried to shoot that. uh but yeah. I think this Antarctica one is really interesting because um, they think there really is like an actual landmass underneath the ice and it's actually a lot smaller. It's just the majority of like the ocean around it is frozen as well. So it's just like a huge fucking glacier. Well, now fun thing is that we're seeing what an Antarctica looks like. We've actually seen the ground recently oh, because, because the ice caps are melting away. Climate change. So climate change is bringing back out the continent, um, yeah. which is fun. 
But Atlantis might unfreeze and we might finally figure it out right before Earth is inhabitable. <laughs> we'll finally get our answers, but then we'll all die. Maybe there'll just yeah. be a sign that like says in an ancient language, like you're all going to die. It's like the Mayan calendar, but it's just when you find it. When the over. ice melts enough, yeah, it's just that's... the Atlanteans that were like, all right, you're dead. Wow. If you're reading that, this. That is actually crazy. Cause I did see something else where, uh, when people started coming over and finding, I'm doing air quotes because <laughs> they really find shit, but when they came over and started finding Amer- uh, America, they thought that maybe Atlantis was, I think, the Mayan city. Oh, yeah, like Mexico and South America? Yeah, because they had like a ton of gold and stuff like that, and... You know, they lived really well, and everyone, and they just thought that it was that that was Atlantis from all the descriptions that they had. But then they just genocided everyone over there. So, colonization. Yeah, because there's you know there's the whole Egypt has these pyramids that no one can really figure out how they built them because they would have needed technology that. They don't. Yeah, they shouldn't have. I mean, some say it's ancient aliens. Others say it was just Atlantis being so technologically advanced and then coming over and helping them after their own city sunk under the water. So, yeah, there was, there was this whole theory that once Atlantis sunk, uh, there, there were two groups of people that could make it out with all of the information uh, and history on Atlantis and one went to Egypt and the other, I don't really remember actually where it went. If anyone, if anyone remembers, I really just found the Egypt thing. I just found the Egypt thing. Yeah. And then they, I mean, that kind of lines up with the whole eye of the Sahara because they found, uh, or when, when Solon, was talking to the high priest he he the high priest told him about the temple uh that was called like Nisei or Nisei or something like that and that had all of the Atlantis uh story on it but the temple has since disappeared but they know that the temple the city that it was in is real it was totally a spaceship there's probably a spaceship. There always is. <laughs> it just took off. That's why it disappeared. <laughs> uh, yeah. Before we before we get into uh, the Egypt stuff, were there any other theories as to where Atlantis was? Well, I wanted to bring up. It got eaten by the Bermuda Triangle. There's that. I wasn't <laughs> going to bring that up. I was going to say something else. Okay. Uh, Yet another. The homie Donnelly here. Uh, he seemed to... This, this was an interesting part of the book. Donnelly talks about Atlantis as though he's trying to... Uh, he's trying to convince... Donnelly looks at Atlantis as like he's trying to convince you that it's real. Uh, and he's trying to give all these facts and stuff like that. But he's not necessarily saying it's 100% real and we know it is for the moment because we don't at that point. But there's one point where he mentions, like going back to Australia, he mentions... Australia as an archipelago and he just states in the book it's really fast it's kind of abrupt 
uh, he just says that Australia was Lemuria, as though it's a fact. Uh, for those who don't know, Lemuria is an ancient civilization, very similar to Atlantis, uh, also possibly maybe Atlantis, that sank into the waters. And what he claims is that in the antediluvian times, the whole of Australia existed, and that wasn't just a set of islands, that was an extension of land, a full continent. Um, okay. And that... And it was just Lemuria. That was Lemuria, and that's where the, all of human civilization begins. He says that that's where it was. Now, what's interesting about that to me is that if that's true, it then goes on to state that the Atlanteans directly came from Lemuria, as many people believe already. Uh, which, if, if that's true, I just it made me like wonder why all of their homes are sinking. <laughs> that's the biggest thing that I could not figure out, is Lemuria sinks, Atlantis sinks. Some, Egypt didn't sink, if that's what they went. If they went to Egypt, it didn't sink. They no. probably picked correctly. But... I'm just saying like, it's this weird, it's this weird gap where like, I almost feel like we could have talked about Lemuria with Atlantis just because they're two very similar things. That's a whole thing, man. It is. Lemuria a, it's gets a way more thing. fringe it's than Atlantis. Thing. But I just want to bring it up because it's, it's another point that it's not just Atlantis that is thought to be lost underneath the water. There are other civilizations. Um, Lemuria is just kind of an abrupt one for me. It was just weird because it was just brought up like it was real. Oh, and that by the way. So maybe in the 1880s, they really just thought Lemuria was the origin of mankind. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the Bahamas? Well, I don't have a lot to say. No, the thing with the Bahamas is it was, it was just another little one like, oh, maybe it was off the coast of over there. And it was yeah. around the Bahamas. And maybe it was eaten by the Bermuda Triangle. Yep. Just like uh, Amelia Earhart. Yeah. I think what we can say is that Atlantis is definitely connected to Egypt, for one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it, it has a strong connection. Yeah. It apparently originated there, the story, but they didn't call it Atlantis. I want to know what the similarities are. Is it like, did they just say, like, there was a sunken city and then they built the Sphinx for us or whatever? So I guess one of the theories is that... Um, so when Atlantis sunk or was destroyed or whatever the hell happened, they went death to... Ray. Yeah, death ray, definitely. The survivors went to Egypt. And I guess this this theory sort of makes it seem like they're more going along the, like, the superhuman or like the extra intelligent theory. Because they're like, well, how did these people build the pyramids or whatever? And it's like, because the Atlanteans told them how. And stuff like you that. You just drag bricks up this hill. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> that how they told them. I like how they say they told them how, but it doesn't mean they still told them anything mystical at all. No, I know. Maybe they just showed them yeah. how to carry heavy bricks. I mean, maybe they had wheels. They technology. might have. They might have uh, enslaved the Atlanteans. They could have maybe. enslaved the Atlanteans. There's all kinds you know, of things. That's how they did it. Just like major slavery. I mean, they already had like a ton of slaves of their own people, but yeah, you know. Um, but what I think is wild with this one is the Sphinx, and this is like a real thing. Um, the Sphinx has actually been found to be like way older than the Egyptian pyramids in the area. It like, it's almost like impossible for the Egyptians to even have built it because it would have been the only thing in the whole valley. And really, yeah. And it's weird because 
So like the people try to debunk this by saying like, oh, there's no erosion that says that this is any older, but then people actually tested it and it it's way more eroded than the pyramids. And it, was it like carbon dating? So I'm not sure if they did carbon dating. It was some, so it was like some dude who literally was just like, I swear to God, it's older. And he finally got permission to go like test the rocks, but he didn't get a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say something, Kim? I was going to say, so this is a heavily debated and almost seemingly yeah. heated topic among, like, archaeologists. Yeah, um, people, this is, like, this is, like, the moon landing all over again. Like, people are pissed off to even assume that the Sphinx was not built by the Egyptians. Yeah. Uh, so, there is a Boston University geologist who believes that it is anywhere from 6,000 to 10,000 years old. There is another archaeologist who believes that it's anywhere, it's around 7,000 BC. So we're talking about 9,000 years old. Um, and there's a few other people that have tested it and they're not, they don't believe that, they believe that it's from, it's about 4,500 years old. So there's, it's so heavily debated and weirdly controversial, but it is the the sphinx can go along with atlantis very well because like it's that idea that there was definitely someone there before the egyptians and that not only was there someone before the egyptians there was someone who influenced the egyptians yeah because the sphinx is like people say that it's definitely built by the egyptians because the face on it is a similar style to the faces on other structures um I think maybe specific- the egyptians copied that that yeah, exactly. Right. And it, so we're talking about the Giza Sphinx specifically. It's um, definitely the first one because every other iteration of anything similar to the Sphinx is like way newer. And some are even newer than like the Egyptian pyramids. Um, so like, that's really weird, which also I think it's really crazy um, to think then who the fuck built it, you know? So the theory is that maybe, like, the Atlanteans left, you know, they, they were in this area, and then the Egyptians came along and either learned from them or used their techniques from, like, the Sphinx and probably other older pyramids that were there but have since eroded. Right. And, like, going into, like, this, this like, could work with the Atlanteans, but, like, just to bring up the fact that kind of regardless at the moment with the Sphinx, with modern testing it's pretty much got to be from before the Egyptians were there because they showed up at around 3100 BC. Yeah. So. Which would explain why they had like a story about the people before them. Well, and like, call me crazy, but even, even, even if it's not 10,000 years old, it's still most likely like a thousand years older than the Egyptians. That's still a lot. Is nobody aware that a thousand years older than a civilization is a long ass time? It's yeah. a long time. That's like several generations of people. More than several. I mean, people didn't yeah. used to live that that long. Exactly. So it was probably a ton of generations. Yeah. But um, yeah. is there anything else you want to say about Egypt? I don't want to go on a rant about Egypt. I know. I could did, easily go on a rant but, about Egypt. All right. I'm going to go back and do Atlantis here. I just want to mention... Um, <laughs> We're really one, good at getting off track. One thing that we have yeah. not mentioned here, and I don't know if you guys came across it, it is the sunken city of... Pavlo Petri, or Pavlo Petri. Mm, I don't think I saw it. Where is it? So it is in Greece, and wait, so is it like it's underwater off the coast of Greece? Four meters underwater. It is thought to have sunk in ten thousand BC, 
or 1000 BC, not 10,000, 1000. Oh, because they thought that maybe Plato did the calculation wrong. So this one, I don't know if they think it's Atlantis or not. I wanted to bring it up though, because this would have existed before him. Mm -hmm. And it's a city that would have sank nearby. And it's definitely something I would think even just a couple hundred years later, people would absolutely know about. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was at least 80,000 square meters in size. Um, So it was big. Uh, Let's look at what the much is on that. (laughs) Um, 80,000. I saw an actual thing too with this. Um, There's um, the, so there's a people called the Minoans that lived on the Greek islands and this is one of those things where like there was a thriving civilization on this island or set of islands that just suddenly like up and disappeared so some people think that they were the atlanteans and there was an actual event where a lot of the greek islands and probably this one you're talking about cam um were hit within um like a, a volcanic eruption which may have caused like massive earthquakes and floods and whatever right there on the coast which actually took out several islands so some people think that maybe what sunk was Atlantis and where the people went was under the water. <laughs> uh, so just for reference, 80,000 square meters to square feet is 861,000 square feet. So it doesn't tell me anything it's more. Not small. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not tiny. But yeah. Uh, but it, I just thought it was an interesting one. It's it just kind of, for me, it's like, I mean, one of my favorite things to like watch are like the documentaries where they find underwater cities. I always think it's fascinating that no one's ever like, maybe this one was Atlantis. Maybe this one was Atlantis. Maybe they got it wrong and this one was Atlantis. Because I mean, there's that one. There's, I'm going to mess up this name, uh, Yonaguni Jima, which I might have, <laughs> but that one is the Japanese Atlantis. This square rock with like steps built into it and all these straight lines. It's incredible. Um, it's it's also thought to be anywhere from 10,000 to 5,000 years old, similar to Atlantis, again. So just like a worldwide earthquake that just sunk yeah. a bunch of things? Because it seems yeah. like most of these sunken cities are the same age. Well, it, they, well that, that's the whole thing with the, with the equator being moved, or like the earth being shifted on its okay. axis. So the equator moved, and this might have caused like a whole bunch of global climate changes that all at once sunk a bunch of ancient civilizations but what is kind of crazy is that there were all these ancient civilizations at once and so they uh those people who were doing lsd in the 70s were like maybe all those civilizations were connected yeah no that's the thing is like the poles actually do shift every few thousand years which is what caused the ice yeah so like but this wasn't like this wasn't like a because I think it's that they switch every few thousand that they like do that. But is it like over a short amount of time or does it take a really long time? But this was like just like a, a really small shift. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really do any research on that. Yeah. So, I mean, what I, what I've heard with that is that eventually they just kind of. Yeah. So it doesn't actually move. So like the north and south pole don't actually like end up in the middle of the planet. No, they'll just they'll shift here, which is why that one like that book I read when we were doing Hollow Earth, he put like longitude was a bitch. I think is what it was (laughs) because the poles are not 
easy to map for that reason. They're kind of sporadic, uh, but they don't. I mean, the last time they they flipped was in theory sometime in the last twenty million years. So we don't know exactly. We don't know exactly what that looks like. We don't know when it happened. Yeah. And how uh, long it takes. Yeah, but uh, I also so like in looking, I just like I like to bring up these lost cities because like there's also the lost city of Cleopatra, which has been submerged for at least sixteen hundred years. I mean, that one's more recent for sure because that one's going to be after BC. But mm-hmm. it's still just, it's another city that's just deep underneath the water that we didn't know about until we found it. And it's right off the coast. Um, I mean, for anyone in my mind, I guess this is my point. In my mind, for anyone to say that Atlantis doesn't exist is, I guess, like almost, I guess it's just like an ignorant way of looking at the world because we find sunken cities all the time. Now, Atlantis might not exist, like, in its purest form. Might not have been a utopia. Right. Yeah. It It might be kind of disappointing once we find it. Yeah, like, maybe there's only one circle. It's not a series of circles. Maybe it's a square, and it's a series of squares, but he didn't know how to say a series of concentric squares at the time. I don't know. (laughs) But, or, maybe it's a polygon. I'm going to go with that one. But there's, there's plenty of proof that cities sink all the time and california is gonna be one of those eventually we know san francisco is gonna be one of those yeah i guess i guess what's interesting about atlantis is all of the myths of what the civilization was like there and it feels like maybe we lost something that could uh improve our society now and so that's why people want to find it because they're like it's a utopia that we can model our own government and society after but i think that's that's kind of where people see plato's idea of atlantis as uh just a allegory for like society i think that's where that kind of comes in mm-hmm. yeah so i guess i guess we're concluding here <laughs> yeah i mean i guess we can go into conclusions um unless you guys have anything else Anything else? I mean, there's a lot more. I'm sure we could. Yeah, Yeah. we could list theories for hours. We could do a podcast on Atlantis by itself. That's true. I mean, that's that's the city of it. Yeah, I mean, that's truly like how broad this is as a topic. Is there's just a lot to talk about? Um, What I will say is, we didn't put like a lot of detractions from some of like why it could be here, why it could be there. I mean, there's definitely detractors from like some of the places we talked about, like I don't think it was in the uh, the Azores. Um, I don't think Atlantis was actually there, contrary to what a lot of people think. I think it's too far from where Plato would have mentioned. So like if Atlantis was to exist, I think that's too far. Um, a lot of people have talked about the Sahara in the eye of the desert there. And yeah. the, the biggest problem with the Sahara is that the only artifacts we found are even more ancient than what Atlantis would have been. Mm-hmm. And we found no evidence of ruins. So we find arrowheads and things it's like underneath. that. I mean, maybe, but if it's underneath, then it's millions of years old. Because the way the Sahara I formed in terms of modern geology theory right now is that it was a lava dome that then just like collapsed. And huh. that creates the ripples. And as That's that solidifies and erodes, you get these concentric rings. Science. Um, but it's also worth mentioning that they've never seen anything like this. Like, there's not anything like this on Earth, so they aren't really sure about that either. Yeah. Um, no, that is fair. I mean, that's just a theory for the moment. But also, why are there surfboards there? 
They might not. Maybe they weren't circles. <laughs> Maybe someone used that as a okay, shield. Why are there wars there? Maybe that was the boats. first boat. Because the Sahara at the time of those civilizations would have been luscious green, as like an archaeologist was quoted as saying, they would have been dining on fish at the time they would have lived there. It would have been not the Sahara we know now. That whole thing would yeah. have been filled with plants. It would have been beautiful. Um, so it's different. Uh, but that's one of the detractors from that one. I don't... There are absolutely no detractors to the death ray one. No, the death ray... <laughs> that was ray... just pure facts. Yeah. You guys, you guys know that scene in the, what is it now, the seventh Star Wars film, right? Where they launched the death ray off the planet. That's what I imagine Atlantis was. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it imploded on itself, though. They all just sank. I, mm-hmm. I think it's really unlikely that it's in the Americas. Oh, yeah. That doesn't even make sense. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that just sounds like an American thing. Like, no, that's ours, too. Yeah, we really want it to be here. Yeah. I no, think it's, I mean, it's definitely likely that it's in uh, Europe or Africa, like, west north africa and those are like to me the the only place where they could actually travel that far to see. yeah and i don't think the story would have spread if it was in the americas either i don't think plato would have ever known about it i definitely don't think the egyptians would have known about well, yeah, it. exactly it right. was clearly something like he had heard about or had like experienced in some way yeah um i i do like the idea i will say that like the antediluvian idea where there were actually a whole bunch of these different like utopias before there was like this great whatever that wiped out like one which like sort of makes sense of what we were just talking about like clearly there was a lot of ancient civilizations that sunk like for real right that are all like sort of the same age yeah that's the thing is like i like that idea that maybe that's where a lot of our civilizations came from too and maybe that's our bridge from like the mayans building pyramids to the egyptians building pyramids to people building pyramids all over the world because we find them literally everywhere um but i i like that idea i don't know if it's true but i like it i think it's a cool interesting idea and if you ever want to just read like a scholarly book on atlantis I mean, honestly, I'd kind of recommend his book. I wasn't expecting to say that. I was expecting it to be similar to a lot of the stuff I read for Hollow Earth. Not David Sandwich's book, which is great. But uh, the books that he read for that book were ridiculous. But um, but actually, it was pretty solid. I mean, grounded in terms of 1882 is when it was published. Usually, so. you really got to take into account that shit like oceanography and plate tectonics and all those like really refined sciences didn't exist yet. Right, <laughs> Literally, the study of dinosaurs just came about in the mid 1800s. We talked about that. That was on my favorite Earth. part of the book. Hmm? The short history book. Oh, uh-huh. that, that was something that we talked about in our Hollow Earth episode too. Like the like, for instance, Journey to the Center of the Earth. The book included dinosaurs, and that was like the first dinosaur fight ever written in anything because no one really knew what they were before that. Which is like this weird thing to think about. That was only like 200 years ago that people finally learned about yeah yeah it's weird how like the media plays into kind of spreading science but in a way that makes it seem false and untrue yeah yeah which is something that leads into like um the Atlantis thing here is Mm -hmm. we've just accepted it as false rather than actually like trying to see if it's really there i mean like my whole conclusion here was 
I mean, they're saying that it's advanced. Even Athens was advanced at this time. Um, somebody clearly told him something. Plato told him. They told him something. Yeah. And, I mean, we have found so many things that we thought were fabled. We mentioned that before. The city of Troy, I mean, we've probably found Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that were just sort of like, you know, they were fictionalized. Yeah. And they added things to it. They added mythologies to it that they thought were, you know, real at the time. That doesn't mean the place is not real. So I just, I just don't understand why people are just like, oh, Atlantis is not real. Yeah. And yeah. there aren't already hundreds of sunken cities. I'm sure it would probably end up being the same thing that it was with Homer. Because if you look exactly where Plato said it is, it's probably going to be around there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think the question is if you could even find it now, too. Because when, yeah. when land masses collapse, they don't just land perfectly well, no, I for know. the they most don't just, part like, sink perfectly they don't down. just like <laughs> fall perfectly sometimes we have pieces of them that do but i mean there's a good possibility that if it collapsed to like a giant earthquake and flooding and volcanoes that it just shattered and it was done and you're not going to find a lot of that after 10,000 yeah. 15,000 maybe 20,000 years of underneath the ocean you're not going to find much evidence left it's gonna be hard mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. that's so that's what you think, right? That basically your conclusion. Uh, I was gonna ask, where do you think it is? That's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. I think it's exactly where Plato said it. It's probably off the coast of what, where was the pillars of Hercules? Oh, uh, uh, straight up get between gear. Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That word don't look like right to my no, English it really brain. Doesn't. <laughs> Gibraltar. <laughs> Gibraltar. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's where I think it is. Okay. Just where you said mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Jackie, where do you think it is? It probably is there and it's like kind of lost. You know, we might be able to find some remnants of it, but I think there is a really good case for uh the eye. I really like that one and since mm -hmm. since it's such a weird landmass like just such a weird structure of it. It's I would so really specific. want to know more about it. It's so specific and like kind of just weird. And it gave me a really weird feeling when I was learning about it. <laughs> and I kind of like that. Um, and I, I like the idea that I, I like the idea that there was maybe something that happened where there was an earthquake and a tsunami. And that like makes a lot of sense to me where it would, like the tsunami might have like washed everything away. Um, so I, I'm kind of in that boat, but I'm, I'm definitely in the boat where to dismiss that it was a real thing is, is just kind of ridiculous because Ignant. yeah, a lot of what Plato said was true. So yeah, like he's a credible source. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's no reason to totally say that's false. Yeah. yeah, and also that kind of takes the magic out of it because it's like, really, what do you have to lose by thinking it might might possibly be real? Exactly. Yeah. Besides, like the higher ground. And like you said earlier, people have been trying to prove the Bible is real forever. So. Yeah, exactly, and they're not <laughs> called crazy, and like I wouldn't call them crazy because you know 
the same thing. So specific, the same thing. I mean, they, yeah. they write down full descriptions of these places. So you have to think, like, did they really just have that good of imagination or did, were they describing yeah. something? It literally just yeah. goes back to what we say all the time on this podcast, which is there's always the truth in the lie. And mm-hmm. that truth is sometimes really close to whatever it is. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think. Where do you think it is? I, where do I think it is? Lake Superior. It's in America. It's gotta be there. That's the, it's, you it's patriot. No, uh, I'm sorry, I, that was a really bad insult. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I think that there, I think Atlantis probably is something that definitely existed. I think that it may not have existed in the fantastical ways that especially we dream of it now, like on ancient aliens and things like that, when they're talking about death rays. Or you and, just, um, um, oh my God, DC. Oh yeah, well, the, uh, like Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. Jesus, that was like <laughs> Merman. Um, <laughs> Isn't that the one from SpongeBob? Yes. <laughs> Mermaid Man. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that it probably existed. I think it most likely was in somewhere similar to what Plato described, or I think there's a chance that it's a little bit further than we think it is, and it's in an area that looks similar to what Plato described, but he used something that was closer to home so that people would understand what he's talking mm. about. Um, but I have a feeling it's somewhere in a strait like that, most likely. And it's yeah. probably just a piece of land that collapsed. And it could be a, it could be something that was built in concentric circles. I mean, it's not like civilizations haven't done that before. We've built straight lines. We've built all types of interesting terraces throughout history. So there's a lot of that interesting um, stuff going on. What I will say is the thing I'm confused about is what happened to the psychic group that raised $75,000 <laughs> to go look off the coast of Spain. Yeah, what did they find? I would like to leave people with some of Miss Asher's thoughts who ran this psychic oh, thing. Uh, one of her quotes specifically, uh, I simply know we will find it because I am psychic. Oh God, how strong the vibrations are these days. And I know that the highly civilized people of Atlantis also were very psychic. Uh we are finally combining psychic knowledge with scientific and academic data. Okay, there are so what proofs, are the conclusions? There are proofs of Atlantis, but no one has recognized them before. We have not discovered this lost continent because our civilization was not ready to discover it. That's what Miss Asher oh. believed. I don't know what happened to them, though. And if anyone <coughs> knows, please <laughs> send me a link. I, really I want to know. know so bad. <laughs> I really, really want to know. She was so confident. Right? I just, I just love how she's like, they were psychic, I'm psychic, we're going to go say hello to their dead bodies. I don't know if she believes that they're still alive or what. what was, but, so what was her goal? Was she trying to find the location? Or is she, is she saying she knows where it is? They think it's off, uh, it's in underwater areas off of Cadiz, off of Spain. So they think a similar area. I mean, it's not like they're just like uh-huh. crazy going off the wall. Like it's in this random area okay. we decided to pick. Again, what was her goal? to prove it's there. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to find, I mean, or if they did, this was in 1973. Listeners, if you know anything about this, please email it to us or tweet it at us. This seriously just reminds me of when, I think it was it Aleister Crowley who tried to summon Loch Ness using using (laughs) a five star symbol or a five pointed star, yeah. 
oh man, that's what this makes me think of, which is, and I'm sure everyone has heard of that. If you haven't, the, you can listen to one of our, I can't remember which episode we talked about that in. It might have been Hollow Earth on that one as well. No. We've talked about it on a wow. lot of things. Uh, Why would we talk about Nessie? Man, I don't know. It's what rabbit that holes. from? But uh, I will say that if you <laughs> haven't heard of it from our podcast, if you've ever seen Napoleon Dynamite, he references it when he's talking to his class. Yeah. He says a bunch of psychics went to the lake to try and pull Nessie out of the water or something like that. And what he's doing is he's referencing the like Aleister Crowley moment of trying to do that. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so uh, but anyway, if you, <laughs> if you if you figure out what happened, not just to Atlantis, but to this 1973 crew, please let us know. Are they okay? <laughs> did, did they make it? Did they make? Are they with the Atlanteans now? <laughs> Oh, anyway, any final thoughts? This is a hard one. So, yeah, this is, this right, is still well, our rooms. There's still so much more to talk about. Yeah. So thanks, Jackie, for joining us on this yeah. ride. Thank you. <laughs> it was a ride. Yeah. It's very interesting. I thought, like, when I first started doing it, I thought it would seem more hokey than it actually was, which I love when conspiracies are like that. Yeah. Those are definitely my favorites when you go into it, like, expecting it to be cut and dry fake, and then you're like, but hold on a second. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. real-world applications to this. Yeah, and again, like a lot of, like we've said, a lot of people make this out to be ridiculous, so you kind of go into it with that mindset, but yeah. it's not that ridiculous. Atlantis is real. It's under the sand or under the water. Who knows? It is legitimately a hotel. Uh, and here, a terrible resort, actually. Uh, okay, thanks for listening, friends. Follow us on our social medias. You know where they are. We're not on Tinder still. Um, thanks again, Jackie. Thanks again, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on. Remember to stay stitious, y'all. And please, for the love of God, find that 1972 second <laughs> Tell us the truth. Okay, bye. Bye. Experience like it, though.